It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Early tip-off time tonight for the Orlando Magic. It's also getting closer and closer to the big day that Magic fans have been waiting for, or at least asking me a ton about over the last two years. We got updates all around and a look at the Magic's bench today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 9th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosserich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we get an update on Jonathan Isaac and where he's at in his recovery. Why? His return is more of a bonus than anything else or should be viewed as a bonus more than anything else. We'll also get a little bit into the Orlando Magic's bench and where some of the struggles are coming from there. And of course, preview tonight's early tip-off, 5.30 p.m. due to Tropical Storm Nicole, which will probably be a hurricane by the time we tip off. Um... 5.30 5.30 p.m. tip-off tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. The number one question that I have gotten over the last year um, from social, from anyone on social media, anytime even the Orlando Magic come up in conversations that I have with, with national 
uh, with national writers and national basketball people and national basketball friends that I have. Um, number one question I always get is, what's the deal with Jonathan Isaac? Um, and unfortunately, like often I could say, all I could say is like, he's recovering. Like he said, the last time we talked to him, he said this, you know, it's looking like he's going to play this year, but you know, who really knows? Um, the magic are at times frustratingly. So very quiet and, and very private with where their players are at in their recoveries. And, and, you know, to some extent, I, I agree with fans that, this is very frustrating, and, 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 and the Magic should be a little bit more transparent because the quieter you are on these things, especially with a long-term injury like Jonathan Isaac, the more people try to fill in the information vacuum. Um, but at the same time, I have, at times, directly talked to Jeff Weltman, directly talked to Magic PR staff, just asking, like, hey, everyone's asking me for updates. Like, what's what's the deal and they will literally tell me, we have no update. Like, I don't know what you, what you want me to say. That Nothing's changed since the last time we talked about it. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of where this whole thing is. So when we do get an update, when we do get kind of this morsel of information, um, it, it's, it's a big deal. It, it quiets the crowd for a little bit for sure. And, and, and that's a PR strategy that we could get into another day. Um, but it, it does tell us things, and, it, and it's important to, 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 note, to note and recognize, especially when it comes to Jonathan Isaac, who has been out now for two years since August since tearing his ACL in the bubble in, in August 2020. That was early in the bubble, not late in the bubble. Um, and Magic fans and Jonathan Isaac himself and the Magic have been very patiently waiting for his return. Well, Jonathan Isaac is taking big steps, and, and while he will not be back this homestand, this homestand is a big moment for him, and, and unfortunately it is being a little bit disrupted by Tropical Storm Nicole. Um, the Magic are scheduled to practice tomorrow, uh, uh, but that does not look like it's going to happen because of the storm, because it'll be a, it'll be a hurricane by the time it hits us here in Central Florida. Um, tonight's game, obviously, against Dallas Mavericks moved up to 5.30 p.m. I'm going to just repeat that several times today um, in case you're listening to this before the game. Uh, tonight's game up upgraded to 5.30 p.m. against the Dallas Mavericks because of the storm. Hopefully Dallas is able to get out of Orlando after the game. Uh, maybe the refs will be instructed not to call a lot of fouls so they could get everyone out on time, which would not be good for the Magic because they need fouls, but we'll get to that uh, on a future episode. Um, but nevertheless, Jonathan Isaac spoke to Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel and gave the most kind of detailed update of what he's doing that we've heard in a long time. If you have not done so already, go read that interview. Go read that article from Kobe Price at the Orlando Sentinel. I, I, you know, if you're a Magic fan, you should be subscribed to the Orlando Sentinel to get Kobe Price's articles and updates. He does a great job covering the team, um, and 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 is and, and is a real good resource that I that I use as well. Um, so def, so you know, I don't want to take away his thunder and, and without without pointing people to that. Um, but Jonathan Isaac essentially told Kobe, or the big news that he told Kobe was that he has indeed moved on to playing five-on-five. Five. He is playing five-on-five five with coaches at the moment. As Isaac said back uh, uh, at Media Day, the, the the place that he is at physically is he feels capable of playing. Now, Jonathan, if you ask Jonathan Isaac, if I run into Jonathan Isaac in the hallway here, um, he would tell me he, he would play tomorrow if they would let him. He feels comfortable and ready to play tomorrow. And so right now, the Magic are just about building up his conditioning and building him back up to game speed. As, as Isaac describes it in the article, he wants to feel tired. He wants to, to, 
he what the Magic are trying to do is to, are trying to get him tired and see how he responds in those situations and kind of push through that push through that and kind of build the stamina to get him back on the court because the goal is and this has always been the goal and I and I think especially with how long the absence has been this is the correct goal they're looking out for an investment they're looking out for a person they're looking out for a player um, the goal is when Jonathan Isaac is back he is back like. Yes, there might be restrictions as far as, you know, playing 20 minutes a game. There might be restrictions as far as not playing back-to-backs. But when he is back, he is back. No more setbacks. No more no more stalling. When he is on the court, when he is part of the team, he is part of the team. And that's really where we're at. So, Jonathan Isaac is playing 5-on-5 five five with coaches and with coaching staff when the team is in Orlando. Um, and so that makes... These next two weeks, the Magic's homestand ends next Wednesday. They'll have a practice on Thursday before they travel to Chicago. That makes this next week the critical week for Jonathan Isaac in his return because that's going to determine whether he gets to the next step, which you know may well be practicing with the team, going through shoot-around with the team, um, doing all those all, that, last, that last step to getting back on the court. Um, Orlando does have some quick road trips. They will be back. Their next kind of extended stay at home uh, will be uh, a Thanksgiving double uh, Thanksgiving weekend doubleheader against uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, then they have a uh, another long extended homestand uh, in December, in early December, uh, which honestly at this point would probably be your first target to bring him back fully into the fold. Um, as I've noted to some people, uh, some people have asked me, uh, you know, about injured players traveling, and 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 I've often said. And my understanding of the Magic's philosophy on that is player injured players travel with the team, then they will get more out of traveling with the team than they would staying at home and doing work there. Um, so to me, if Jonathan Isaac is on this upcoming road on the road trip that starts next Friday, if he is on that road trip, that would be a good sign, a clear sign that his return is coming uh, very soon. Um, that, that, that would be a, a big signal that the Magic believe he is getting closer. They want to integrate him with the team. They want to kind of get him back into that into that rhythm, see a little bit of how he responds physically there, um, and, and move forward from there. As I said, though, uh, this is a bonus for the Orlando Magic. Um, as, as, as exciting as Jonathan Isaac is, and, and he can be an all-NBA defensive team player, or he was when he was healthy, uh, you know, he was just coming into his own offense, so he was averaging around 12 points per game, before his initial knee injury in 2020, on January 1st, 2020, um, Jonathan Isaac is a bonus. And right now shouldn't be viewed as anything more than such. Um, yes, I know that he is the highest paid player on the team. And and that comes with it some cachet or, or, or whatever. Money isn't really important for a rebuilding team. Uh, you know, if, if you're worried about the contract, that's more of a placeholder to be used in trades or anything else. Um, it, because his contract is fully non-guaranteed, it, it it's it's pretty irrelevant how much he's getting paid beyond that status symbol. Um, so the Magic's focus, obviously, with Isaac is recovery, is getting him back on the floor. They don't care that he's the highest paid player on the team. They made that investment in him. They're going to make sure he's back on the floor. But for this juncture, at this juncture with this team, he is a bonus, they have Paolo Bancaro. They have Franz Wagner. They have their forwards of the future in place. The Magic are certainly a team willing to experiment, throw some, throw out some funky lineups. They will play Isaac alongside those two um, if it if it feels right, if, if Isaac's healthy enough. So 
they will all get their playing time. I am not super worried about that. Um, I've kind of joked with people that early in the season, even with how well Bull Bull is playing, Bull Bull is essentially playing the Jonathan Isaac minutes, um, if you ask if you ask me. Um, now, Bull Bull's earned his place, so that may not necessarily be the case anymore. Uh, but you look at this rotation and how the Magic have built it out, you take out Bull, put Isaac in those minutes, and it makes a lot of sense, or it makes a little bit more sense. And honestly, some of the strategy that they're using uh, in that sense also makes a little bit of sense too. Anything you get from Isaac this year is a bonus. Just Let's just be real. Um, they, the Magic expect him to play. He will play at some point this season, barring some major setback. But it's going to be a feeling out. It's going to be a letting him get comfortable and letting him get into the rhythm and swing of things to hopefully build up some strength and confidence heading into next season when they can really carve out a role for him, whatever that role may be. So for the Magic with Isaac, the goal has never changed. It's getting him back on the floor, getting him healthy, and making him an impactor on this team. Everything else is secondary. No one's expecting him to be an all-defensive team player when he returns. We'll see flashes of it, but it's, it, it's going to be a process. Um, but the important thing right now is Isaac is getting closer to a return. It's closer than ever, and getting closer by the day. It's just a matter of when now, not if. The Magic's bench certainly could use a player like Jonathan Isaac, though. We'll get into that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. It's an investment, like I, like I said with Jonathan Isaac. Bringing someone into the fold is a major investment, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available to make the most of that investment. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is obviously the largest professional network. We all were told when we were kids or in college, get a LinkedIn. We're not sure what it's used for, but it's a great way to build a professional network, learn where other people are, learn where other people are working, and connect for jobs and so much more. So all you have to do to post your free job is add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and you can spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Finish the year strong by finding the right person to make your team work. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. 
want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So I want to jump in then and talk a little bit about depth. Um, the Orlando Magic are playing with one hand behind their back. Let's 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 be real. Um, I joked about this last year. I will continue to joke about this. Uh, the Orlando Magic currently have a usual five players that are out: um, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Wagner. That is a rotation. Those are five rotation level players who are missing games right now. Uh, and obviously, if you've seen the Man Games Lost tweet, the Orlando Magic are already lapping the field with most games lost to injury this season. It'll be right now. Uh, the Magic are back to back injured champions. Um, working on number three right now. Um, like I said, Jonathan Isaac is going to come back at some point. Uh, Gary Harris, I, I still believe Gary Harris will be the first of the injured players to make his return. He is he and all the all the other usual four, all the other usual five are out for tonight's game against the Mavericks. Now, Paolo Bancaro and Kevon Harris added to the injury report to both questionable Paolo Bancaro with a sprained ankle. Um, injuries have once again been the story, and 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 and, and I think you have to view, and, and they should be an excuse because the Magic are good enough to win these games, but it's obviously hurting this team. It's it's pushing guys into roles, into bigger roles. Some are succeeding, some are struggling, but it's also really depleted the team's bench in in, in a very significant way. Um, it's not like this is an, an incredibly deep team. It's a young team. They've got some young potential talent. Um, but there are a lot of guys that are kind of moving and shaking and shifting uh, who are probably being asked to do a little bit more than they're capable of or carry a, a larger scoring burden than they're capable of. And yes, I, I think one of the struggles that Jamal Mosley's had and one of the enduring struggles for this team is trying to find the right balance in those rotations and trying to, and Mosley trying to find a rotation, uh, trying to, to spread out his, his starting players to make sure there's a constant scoring threat on the floor. Um, he wants to see Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro as much as possible, but with these lineups, with the rotation that the Magic have, he's had to split them up. Essentially, it's been Franz Wagner and Wendell Carter playing together, and Paolo Bancaro and I think Bull Bull have played a lot together. Um, I, I forget who he's being paired with uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but our, it's been Paolo and Jalen Suggs, essentially, have been paired together. So those first sets of substitutions is usually Franz and Wendell, and then Franz and Wendell will come in and anchor that second, that largely bench unit um, later in games. Um, that's that's kind of where the Magic are settling. We'll see if that ultimately works. Orlando's bench scoring has been not good, to say the least. Orlando is 24th in the league here in the early season with 16 with a, a 30.3 points per game off the bench. That's 24th in the league. So, you know, 30.3 points sounds like a lot, but that means you're essentially... So relying on the starters to give you uh, 75 points per game, um, which, you know, again, is 75 divided by 5 is uh, 15, I believe. Um, so you're ask, essentially asking all your starters to score 15. Powell's get you, getting you 30, so one guy can score less than that. You know, you, you, you get where this is all coming from. A lot of the scoring burden is placed on the starting group. And, and while there is good shooting off the bench, 36.5% three-point shooting, 11.5 attempts per game off the bench, 
it's definitely been a little bit of a struggle to get bench scoring. The Magic's win over the Golden State Warriors came because they got a good chunk of their scoring off the bench. They got 12 points from Kevon Harris. They got a big game from R.J. Hampton. The Magic were able to keep pace with the Houston Rockets despite their poor defense because of their bench, because of Mo Bamba having his best game of the season, because of Terrence Ross getting hot uh, in the fourth quarter and keeping the team in the game. But at the end of the day, too, it, it, it has been a real struggle for this team to get consistency off their bench. Just looking at some of the ex- advanced stats for Orlando, according to NBA.com, their bench is 25th in the league with a minus 4.4 net rating. Scoring plenty, but giving up a ton of points to it, 114.7 points allowed per 100 possessions. You look at the, it doesn't take long, but if you look at the box score, almost every game, it's the Magic's bench that has the negative plus minus. And, and again, while you don't want to look necessarily at individual plus minus, individual game plus minus, it does tell a story if it's that consistent, if it's if there's that much of a trend involved. And, and that's really where the Magic struggles lie right now, is they are trying to find this balance. They're trying to find how do we balance our rotations? How do we make sure we always have that scoring threat? How do we make sure we have consistent defense throughout the course of a game? It's honestly the struggle that this team is having overall. Um, The Magic solve a lot of their overall problems defensively, solve a lot of their overall problems with their turnovers especially, and a lot of things are going to start making sense for this team. Um, There are, like, I I will continue to say this, there are a lot of good things happening on this Orlando Magic team. The record does not tell you how much success this team has had. And, And I think that a lot of the criticism that this team is facing are a bit unfair because of the injuries that they face because they're still trying to figure some things out because, as I tell everyone, this season's not about this season. The Magic are experimenting with things and trying things out and willing to stick with something that maybe doesn't work quickly. So, you know, uh, the people who believe this is a playing team should be disappointed but also should understand that, that that's not the end goal. You know, again, I, I, I say this a lot to people too. Um, I, I think that in some ways Jamal Mosley is coaching the team the Magic want to be rather than the team they are. And, and that may seem counterintuitive because it costs you wins in the short term, but it's really about establishing a base for something that's going to happen in March and April and beyond into next season. Um, you know, testing out where Paolo Bancaro works and how to get the most out of him, that's the goal for the season. Figuring out how much, you know, how, seeing Franz Wagner play point guard, having him fail in those early games, and now, now seeing him succeed a lot more, that's exactly what this team wants to see. And so, yes, some bench play is going to suffer. Yes, that means some bad lineups are going to be out there because the rotation just doesn't work out. Yes, that means that it does still feel like Jamal Mosley's throwing a lot of things against the wall early in games, figuring out what's working that day, and then sticking with it in the second half. And that may cost the team some games, but it's also important learning um, and, and valuable research for this team as they develop. And, and, and that's part of the issue here especially when the team is depleted in health. It's easier to make some of these mistakes. It's easier to experiment when you can quickly go back to things that you can count on. Right now, because of all the Magic's injuries, because they are missing so many players, they're not sure what they can count on quite yet. They're not sure exactly what works and what doesn't work. And that's part of the the struggle and problem that we're seeing here with this team. And one of the reasons why, yes, they are losing a lot of games. 
I know I have called for it. I, I, I do think that the coaching staff could do a little bit better job making things easier for this team. That would include kind of set rotations and some set roles with, you know, some some allowance for experimenting. But I think I think some consistency would help this team a lot. So I'm not I'm not disagreeing with with critics uh, of of this plan and of mostly. But at the end of the day, the Magic are going to get some depth back. They are going to get some of these players back. They are going to find that consistency. They are going to find that baseline. But right now, Orlando has to do a better job getting consistency off their bench. They will win games if their bench can hold the line. And right now, this bench is not holding the line. They're doing okay, but not every night. It's their young team. Everyone's inconsistent. Everyone is still figuring things out. And that cannot be any clearer right now with what the team is doing. We're going to talk a little bit about tonight's game against the Dallas Mavericks. Remember, 5.30 p.m. tip-off. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. I actually saw our friends at BetOnline have updated their next coach to get fired odds. Um, short, the favorite there, Jamal Mosley, is at the top of the list, although that just kind of sounds like they go down the worst teams in the league and say, oh, the, all the worst teams in the league will fire their coach. Jamal Mosley's not getting fired, people. I'm I'm sorry, specific corner of Orlando Magic Twitter. He's getting the year. He's a young guy. He's gonna grow just as much as these young players are. Like I like I tell everyone, we're gonna look back at these games here in November at the end of the season and laugh. Um, because I do think this team is going to make some significant progress. If you love sports podcasts too, you can find them on Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. That was was an an odd delivery. Um... The Orlando Magic take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight at 5.30. Again, that is a moved-up tip time uh, because of hurricane of Tropical Storm Nicole. Still Tropical Storm when I'm recording. It will be a hurricane by the time it makes landfall. So the Orlando Magic get into work earlier than usual here on a Wednesday uh, at Wednesday evening. As I mentioned earlier, Paolo Bancaro is officially listed as questionable with a sprained ankle. He tweaked that ankle in the second half against the Houston Rockets. Not clear if he will play. The Magic did cancel their shoot-around because of the early tip time, so we will get an update on him just before tip-off. 
Um, this is, you know, uh, the first time the Magic or Sega team they've seen already, and it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Um, I think the Sacramento Kings and the Houston Rockets really did a good job beating the Orlando Magic on ball movement. Um, and that's honestly how the Dallas Mavericks eventually beat the Magic too. Um, I thought Orlando's defensive game plan on Luka Doncic was pretty good for the most part um, uh, in the first game. And honestly, I think the team started to struggle when they left that game plan. Um, Orlando's game plan essentially in that first game, I, I, I felt like, was yes, give Luka some different looks, give him maybe some different stunts and helps, but essentially to guard him one-on-one, to let him get his points and limit his ball movement and limit limit the passing to... Uh, to the shooters that Dallas has. Um, if I'm Orlando, my big concern is not Luka Doncic. He's going to get his, and, and you got to make his life hard. you got to make him work. Um, but if he gets 30, 31, 32 points, this lets the streak continue, that doesn't hurt you as much as Dorian Finney-Smith hitting four threes, or that doesn't hurt you as much as Spencer Dinwiddie going off for 20-some-odd points. Those, If the Dallas Mavericks are going to beat you, Luka's 30 to 35 is a given. If Dal- if Dallas is going to beat you, it's going to be because A, they defend well, um, and B, they get contributions from their shooters, from their other players. Luka Doncic is the sun, and everything orbits around him. And so if you're able to kind of squeeze him out, squeeze him off a little bit, and cut off those other players that orbit him, that's honestly how you beat the Dallas Mavericks. So the keys to the game for the Orlando Magic really are sharpen up your defensive rotations because they were god-awful against the Houston Rockets. Like, they were just awful against Houston. Um, so they got to sharpen up their defensive rotations. Be on point. Be early. Rotate to the right guy. Don't get sucked into the paint. Trust trust each other. Trust your paint defenders to take care of their business. Um, those are the things that this team really has struggled with. Their communication's been off to. I would expect a lot of switching on Doncic just to, just to throw some different looks at him. Um, keep him from getting downhill, keep him from kind of bending the defense a little bit. Um, if the Magic are on point, and, and again, they're a young team, they're going to play up and down in their competition, so I think they will uh, be up for the challenge uh, in this game. But they've they've got to be more concerted in that effort and, and, and be more attentive there. Um, limiting turnovers is is such a big thing. Um, you know, again, it's it, it sounds like a broken record. When the Magic don't turn the ball over, they give themselves really good chances chances to win. When they do turn the ball over, like they did against Sacramento, nine turnovers in the third quarter of that game as they let Sacramento back in the game, 20 turnovers for 31 points, or 22 turnovers for 31 points in the loss of the Rockets. When the Magic turn the ball over, they are disorganized on defense. They're disorganized in transition. They give up big shots. They give away offensive possessions. Turnovers are just the, the death of this team. And, and look, they're a young team. They're going to make mistakes. I don't mind all of the mistakes that they make. It's good learning experience and, and good seeing that happen. But these are the things that are costing them games. And if you want to stop Dallas, you got to make them a half-court team. you got to make them a Luka Doncic-only team. Uh, and that's, I think, really what the task is for Orlando. You know, Orlando, Orlando wants to play fast, but they are not a fast-paced team. Um, if I could pull, let me pull up these stats real fast. I'm actually curious about this now that I'm thinking about it. Um, Orlando is, let me pull this up. I know they're in the bottom half of the league in pace. Um, Orlando is currently 18th in the league in pace at 100.2 possessions for 48 minutes. Um, Dallas is 
also a very slow-paced team, I believe. Dallas is last in pace at 94.86E, 94.9 possessions per 48 minutes. So Dallas doesn't mind playing slow either. But the last thing you want to give a slow-paced team like Dallas is the opportunity to get out and run, the opportunity to get easy buckets. The possessions are going to be limited in this game. And, and, and I honestly, that probably serves the Magic well to keep them in it. Um, their offense is playing well. If, if they can get settled defensively, get stops, get out in transition, get those easy, those easy points, they're going to give themselves every chance to win this game. This is, this is a matchup that I do like for Orlando, provided Paolo Bancaro is playing, um, because the game's going to slow down it's going to enable them to get their defense set. Uh, as long as they kind of stay grounded defensively, they'll have a chance to win. But it's not going to be easy, obviously. Dallas is playing well, is doing good. They just beat Brooklyn. They slow the game down enough to keep themselves in the game as well. So um, the early start's going to throw everyone off too. You, you don't always know how these early starts are going to go. Um, but if Orlando can get their defense right and, 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 can, and can limit their turnovers and limit their mistakes... There is a chance to win this game. You know, it, are, am I betting on that happening? Probably not. Um, early start's going to be weird. If Paolo doesn't play, that changes a lot of things too. But uh, an interesting matchup once again here with Dallas. I thought Orlando did really well in that first matchup. Again, just two or three plays, two or three key moments. Dorian Finney-Smith hitting a couple threes. That that was the difference in that game. And so Orlando just has to come out, uh, come out more focused and more in tune on the defensive end. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter and follow us, follow us throughout the game at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, Go make your next listen to Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Remember, tip-off tonight between the Orlando Magic and the Dallas Mavericks is at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be at the game. Looking forward to hopefully seeing some of the Packs and Pinstripes crew there as well. Uh, but I'll be at the game. We'll have a complete recap on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll talk about it here on the show. I am going to try and get that podcast up Overnight, thanks to the early tip-off, um, I'm going to try and get it up overnight too because I, I don't think I'll lose power. I didn't lose power during EN, but uh, we are dealing with a hurricane here in Central Florida. If you do live in Central Florida, please take some time today to prepare for the storm. We are already getting some squalls and some outer bands. This is a big, big storm that developed very, very quickly. It is a tropical storm at the moment as I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. It will be a hurricane, a Cat 1 hurricane by the time it comes ashore. While, you know, Florida certainly is a little blasé about hurricanes sometimes, um, please do take this seriously. Um, if there's any prep that you need to do, especially with a lot of debris from Hurricane Ian still around, please take the time today to do it. We are expecting the worst of this tropical storm of this hurricane to come ashore and come through uh, thir- uh, tonight and into the early morning Thursday. So please be prepared um, if you are not so already. That's good to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Bross and Michael. See you again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 
And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 